Welcome to Where the Lotus Grows, Getting Dirty and Growing Strong with Kimberly Searle and Tanya Drew. As integrative sustainable movement educators and health advocates, our goal is to provide you with evidence-based information gathered from research, experts in the field, and our personal and professional experience to help you advocate for your own health and wellness. Our mission is to collaboratively navigate the thick, muddy waters of life to empower, accept, and cultivate our most authentic selves. Welcome to Where the Lotus Grows. I'm Tanya Drew. And Kimberly Searle. Today we're going to talk about manifesting optimism, action, and why both are important. So this is one that is a little close to my heart because I have conflicting feelings about it that I'm going to share with us today. At this point, I'm going to assume that all of our listeners are familiar with The Secret and the idea that you can manifest your dreams through intention and positive thinking. So even though I made that assumption, <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody. So The Secret is a book and a movie that came out around a barn, Brian, just basically about manifesting what you want. It had a lot of celebrities, a lot of talk about quantum physics, um, loosely based on the work of Abraham and Esther Hicks, who also teach a similar technique with the law of attraction. So this is where there's things, words and phrases are thrown around like act as if, raise your vibration, embrace quantum physics. They all line up with this thinking. And while I believe it to be true that optimism and clear goals can go a long way for achieving your wildest dream, the piece that I see missing often when I hear people practicing the power of positive thinking is the action component. So I recently ran into a couple of people or noticed a couple of people commenting that, oh, this positive thinking crap is for the birds and the law of attraction didn't work for me. And these are people that I know that aren't really walking the walk or talking the talk. They're very much putting it out there (laughs) and then just letting it be out there. So they don't want to step out of the comfort zone and do what it takes to achieve these goals. So when you hear stories like Jim Carrey or J.K. Rowling or Oprah all talking about the power of manifestation and setting intentions, these are also people who worked their asses off. So it's not just magical thinking. There's action behind it. (laughs) So what are your thoughts on this, Kim? I wanted to see if you were maybe as passionate about this as I am. I know we have some stories to share about how this has worked and maybe how it hasn't, but what are your initial thoughts? Well, you know, you first mentioned quantum physics, and I remember the first time that I was introduced to this, I watched the movie What the Bleep. Okay. Have you seen that? Yeah. Probably around the same time I saw The Secret. (laughs) And I I fell asleep. I could not stay with it. Sure. But this was also fairly new on me finding a yogic lifestyle to learn. I was still very, you know, kind of on that feather's edge of leaving corporate life and and entering into redefining a new chapter in my life. And then I think the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be in the rabbit hole. And then, you know, I was like, you know, go along, you know, a couple years because I have this delayed, I think, 
catching on to things. <laughs> and then I watched it again and I'm like, I don't want to be in the rabbit hole. And I have a choice to determine, you know, how far down the hole I want to go. And I had started and believed in kind of the secret philosophy before it came out on Oprah's book club thing and it became this big thing. Mm-hmm. I had been doing vision boards for quite some time. So I think where people get confused, kind of like when it became the big buzz and trend, is that people just thought I could sit on my couch and have this fun little craft project of a vision board and then it'll just happen. Sure. But really, we have to take steps Mm -hmm. and remind ourselves of it and for it to come to fruition. And, you know, I kind of do a similar thing with my ideal schedule. So once in a while, I'll do this piece where I write down what my typical week is from wake up to sleep for seven days. And then I'll do a piece where if money and time were not an object, what would my ideal schedule be? And just the act of doing that, and then I kind of, I'm a piler on my desk. It goes into a pile, and then at some point my piles become too crazy, and so I'll be in a cleanup mode one day. And I'll come across it, and I'm always surprised at how, when I look at it, I'm like, huh, I'm pretty close to what I wanted my ideal to be. But it doesn't mean that I went into this, I'm going to vacation 24-7. Right. right? No, you you introduced this to me as a goal-setting tool. Like, what would your ideal week look like? And it's an ideal week that includes all of the things that you normally do. But if everything were to run smoothly and everything were to fit into their place, how would it actually, what would that actually look like if things happened ideally? So it's not like, oh, well, ideally I'd fly to Fiji in the morning get a massage and then (laughs) no but it's more like ideally you know the kid would go off to school and I would have 20 minutes of quiet me time to reflect before moving on to this project and then I'd have an uninterrupted time on this project and I'd get a call from three new clients and little things like that and yeah you're right it, it does align more just by that's the concept of putting it out there. So, yeah, so I, I mean, I even did that for my business when I was first starting. Like, what would be, when would my ideal thing be for groups and privates or lunch and learns and things like that? And so it also became a guide for me as I started to attract clients of where I wanted to put them. Sure. And I, I just recently listened to another podcast where they were talking about attracting clients and then... It was working well, but they had to reframe it to attracting the right kind of clients Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) because it is, you know, when you put some general things out there, you might get really general things back. What was that podcast? I believe that that was, oh goodness, Being Boss. Those ladies are fantastic. And they were talking about the chalkboard method, which we'll share at the end of our podcast, even though there's no affiliation. I'd love to share their link. We do listen to them. They're pretty awesome ladies. And I'll put a little link at the bottom to their chalkboard method, which I haven't used yet, but kind of falls along the same line of putting some goals out there. Part of that is just, you know, when you put your goals, vision board, ideal day or week in front of you, it may just be that it's more likely to happen because you're seeing it. Because you're actively working towards that, which leads me to, yes, it's important to project and accept and not to think from a place of scarcity or lax, but it's really the conscious movement, despite failures and setbacks, in the direction of your goal. 
that drives success and not the magical thinking of it. So we've talked a little bit about vision boards, which I love to do. I have one on my dresser right now. Dream journals, affirmations, positive attention, like the idea that like begets like. So if you want to attract things, then you should be kind of putting out there what you want to attract. Attraction rituals, meditation, prayer, mantra, all super helpful tools to help you vibrate higher. And I wanted to share that I've had really positive experiences with all of these things as long as I'm reminded that it's the action that goes with them. Yeah, it's funny because I've been doing vision boards for quite some time now. And, you know, my vision board in my 20s is a lot different than my 40s. <laughs> sure. And so now I've gone to, you know, the, the kind of science fair board that, you know, has three sides to it. <laughs> oh, and I have a, on up. I have a career side and I have a spiritual side. And in the center, I have kind of my survival needs where I do food, or how I want my living to be, where I want to travel my finances. And that's in the center of it. But I also like it because I can set it up and when I do my meditation in the morning Mm -hmm. I can just spend five minutes before I go into my silent breath time of looking at that sure and then my friend Camilla who does no, I can't think of her method that she does right now. But she she suggested, because we're talking about my vision board, she suggested that, you know how in your phone you have that app that reminds you things you need to do? Mm-hmm. And she said, take make 10 affirmations off your vision board and 10 action steps that you're going to take and put it in your reminder thing so that... You know, we use it as a task builder, but we could also do it as a reminder of an intention that we're setting down with our vision board. And I thought that was a refreshing take to start to use with my vision board. I like that. I might try that. I I do find myself using the reminders on my phone more and more often. And I could see where, you know, if a reminder just popped up as an affirmation, that that Mm -hmm. would be a really nice little bonus. It was an NLP tip. That's what it was. Yeah, nice. So I wanted to share, first of all, my first, I think I was in my mid-20s when I first read The Secret, saw the movie, saw the What the Bleep. And I was, well, maybe a little later, 20s. My husband had proposed and I was in the process of wedding planning. And we were kind of broke, so I'm doing everything on a budget. And in our area, it's very popular when you are a new bride-to-be to go to bridal shows. And they woo you in with the promise of prizes, and you can win trips, and you can win your flowers or your cake. Or So local businesses donate to this. And it's not that it's a scam or that it's sketchy, but, you know, you're also competing with a thousand other brides in the area for different things. And I remember going to this first ever bridal show with a good friend of mine that I worked with. And before we left, I was like, I'm going to go and win my honeymoon because we're not going to get a honeymoon if I don't win one. So I am going. And you go and you fill out that the honeymoon was a grand prize. So that's your registration card that you fill out at the beginning. And then you go through, you know, at each table, you can put your name in the fishbowl. You can participate in whatever little goofy stunt they want you to. You can taste the cakes and listen, you know, to the corny DJ and all the silly stuff that you do. And at the end, they do a fashion show where all the dress places, tuxedo rentals kind of get together and show off things. And then they announce the big winner. They draw the big winner to the prize. And I remember sitting there with my friends 
And they're like, it's time for the big honeymoon reveal. And so they're like, she lives in Burton, Michigan. And I'm like, oh, I live in Burton, Michigan. That's exciting. But so do most of the people here because it's in the county that we live in. She's going to marry a guy named Tom. And I'm like, I'm going to marry a guy named Tom. That's kind of cool. But Tom is a really common name. And then they said my name. And I could not believe it. So I got to walk up and literally hold, like, the hold the big check. (laughs) I got to hold the big, like, I had won a honeymoon. And I really felt like I attributed that to really just, like, stating for a fact before I went that this is my goal of coming to this thing. Obviously, there was a lot of luck in there as well. But it was amazing. It was fantastic. And shout out to Impressions and Silk Bridal, who sponsored that, who (laughs) got me a great deal on a honeymoon. So we did have to pay for our airfare and whatnot, but we went on a four-day cruise to the Bahamas. And all of it, aside from the airfare, was absolutely covered and paid for the airfare and the alcohol. But that was really my first... I put it out there. I projected it. I accepted it to be true. I believed in it. And I was confident when I went in there and I got it. And it was just one of those things where I was like, oh, maybe this does work. Now, since then, (laughs) been many, many things that I have wished for or wanted or projected and I did not get. However, I found that it doesn't stop me from putting it out there. And any time that I didn't get something, there was probably a good reason. Something better came along. That said, my baby puppy was also on my most recent vision board. And I just last October got a new puppy. And that was something that I wanted and put it out there. And when the time was right, then a new puppy kind of manifested herself in our life. And it was the breed that we were hoping for and a happy little girl. So I have many charmed things that have happened to me that I attribute to this method. And before I ask you, Kim, because I know you have a few things that you feel this way too, my other huge experience with this kind of positivity and projection is my son. So 20 weeks into my first pregnancy, then we found out that my son was going to be born with that he had a congenital defect. So he was born with spina bifida, and not to get into too many of the details, but that's where the meninges, the spinal cord, starts to form. The spinal column doesn't form correctly. The meninges start to form on the outside of the body. There's different levels of severity, different levels along the spine affect different parts of the body. But long story short, we found this out at 20 weeks and decided that, you know, we made the decision that this was his quality of life would still be good. We were still going to, you know, obviously continue with pregnancy. But throughout the process, it drastically changed how I behaved and the things that I chose to do and the way that I chose to think about being pregnant and carrying my son. And the biggest part of that was that I wasn't going to be fearful. I wasn't going to cry and I wasn't going to worry. And instead, I was going to set intentions and manifest a healthy, happy baby. Like that, that was ultimately my goal. Now, obviously, quantum physics, God, however you want to look at it, played a huge role in this as well. But I feel like taking that step, 
taking all of my actions in that direction, being as positive as I could be, accepting love and prayers from others, not asking why me or feeling sorry for myself or feeling sorry for my son, but really just being like, okay, this is a thing that happened. That stinks. How do we make it better? Led me to have the birth that I wanted. It led me to have, for my son, to have a miraculous surgery. It led me to learn about and grow in the spina bifida community. And now my son is a happy, healthy, fully ambulatory, you'd never even know (laughs) that he had to have several surgeries right after he was born six and a half, almost seven year old, who is probably the happiest human being I've ever met in my life and the most gracious gift that I've ever received. And I attribute a lot of that to trying to just be positive and manifest all positivity with that. And so while I do absolutely 100% believe in this, The other part of me is very realistic and it's very like, oh, just because you think something doesn't make it so. I think it's the action behind it Mm -hmm. that does. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry that I've thrown so many stories out here (laughs) (laughs) on this topic before letting you go. But go ahead, Kim, because I know you have awesome stories about this as well. Well, I can just think of two right now off the top of my head. I You know, one of them is I started my business out of our house and then transitioned to my first space on street level. And I was cleaning out a filing cabinet and I was having, you know, one of those small business day moments where you're like, why am I doing this? You know, (laughs) and I opened up the filing cabinet and I'm going through something and I had found a piece of paper where I had marked down success is when you can turn a key to a commercial space. And I had been in my commercial space for maybe six months. Oh, wow. And I was like, huh, there was a time when I really wanted this, you know, even though in the moment I wasn't wanting that. And I was like, isn't that poignant that I came across, you know, that little piece of journal script where that's what I've manifested. And right now, I, you know, I just turned key on what my ideal dream studio would look like. Mm-hmm. And it, the amount of space and healing that could happen there. So it's, you know, full circle 11 years later to see. And, and so my clients have been talking about, we've been in all four spaces and others have been like, well, I've only been in three or two. And so they, you know, it's interesting to hear them talk about, you know, the growth spurts that I've been through. But a funny time was when I was with two girlfriends in Omapete, Nicaragua, and two of us went on a hike. And when you climb this volcano, you go through three different forest levels. And the top was the rainforest, and so it was kind of moist and cool. And on our way down, when we got to the very bottom forest, a little drier and hotter, I had made the comment, oh my gosh, I want to go back up to the rainforest. I just want it to rain right now. I'm so hot. And not maybe five minutes later, you know, it's so much rain that we're walking in a little creek and our feet are sloshing. And my friend said, (laughs) you and manifesting things, you need to create more clarity. Please create more clarity. How much rain did you want? And so that's (laughs) that's where I am right now, because sometimes I manifest things and they come so quickly that then I go, it scares me. And I'm like, I wasn't really ready, but it's that I'm learning that I do have this powerful connection and I do need to create more clarity rather than just, you know, running full speed ahead. 
Nice. I like that. I So, you know, these serendipitous things kind of happen, but really taking the time to think about how and why and get really specific with your wants is important. Dr. Joe Dispenza wrote, he's written many books, but he wrote a book that resonated with me a lot on this particular topic. It's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And it really is about breaking the habit of being yourself. How do you get to be the person that you want to be? And using quantum physics, using desire, using your ideal manifestation or using your ideals to manifest how you want to be. How do you unlearn or undo bad habits or traits that don't serve you and connect with the universal consciousness so that you become and connect with the things that you want? What changes in your emotions, your attitude, your lifestyle can you make as part of your action plan to align with your desires? So he really encourages that you get super specific. And as we've mentioned in other podcasts, Take a deep dive and dig around in those dark parts of your closet, the dark parts of your past, the ugly parts of yourself that you don't like to look at, and really think about how do you how do you close that gap? How do you change where and who you are and become where and who you want to be and really get to the why? So his book was really fantastic for that and then his website has guided meditations and whatnot and plans that absolutely free to you that you can go to to start to to manifest the things that you want and make those changes for yourself taking positive steps to actively participate in life being the change that you want to be or make and embody the life that you wish to live Use some of the tools that we've discussed to move through fear and set clear goals. Worry more about what and let go of how, even though that seems far-fetched. That's really, like, especially when I think about my son as being the most profound manifestation of this. Not thinking about the how. How do you, you know, heal somebody's congenital anomaly? And instead of thinking about the how, really focusing on the what. What's the end result, though? Does it matter how? Your studio. I mean, not that you don't need to set goals and plan, because obviously you do, but the you 11 years ago Mm -hmm. (laughs) didn't have to think of all the hows to get to the you now. She just had to think about what she wanted. And everything else kind of came from there. So that's where like the universe does take care of it from there. So our take home opinion for this, and I feel like I've talked a lot this episode, (laughs) (laughs) um, is, you know, this technique works if you work it. But uh, we want to know what are your experiences with manifesting, setting intentions and kind of playing with some of these some of these steps. Additionally. One of the other things, as I had already written some of the copy for this, some of our notes, I came across this really great article in Elephant Journal, (laughs) literally the difference between setting an intention and magic thinking, and their suggestions, and we'll link the article in our show notes, were to write specific goals, let it absolutely consume you, do the footwork, let go of rejection, and never give up. So shout out to Elephant Journal for serendipitously putting a little article in my email box that went along with the topic that I had just written about. 
And again, The Secret by Rhonda Byrne, uh, Jerry and Esther Hicks, The Law of Attraction, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, all will be in the show notes. And do you have anything to add, Kimberly? No, I think that is perfect. And it was nice to hear an episode that was so close to your heart. Well, yeah, come to find out it kind of was. (laughs) (laughs) we want to hear from you as always get in touch with us on social media if you'd like to hear your review read on our podcast then go ahead and send us a review or review us on your favorite podcast platform and we'll read it and you'll get an extra special gift from us thanks a lot thank you for listening to where the lotus grows join us in further conversations we believe that you bring valuable knowledge to this community you can find us at wherethelotusgrows.com, where the lotus grows on Instagram and Facebook, or Twitter, where the lotus g1, because we were not on top of that one. Remember that though we are professionals in our field, the topics discussed and or advice given is general information and not intended to treat or diagnose. Please seek the guidance of a medical, integrative health, bodywork, or yoga therapy professional for a full evaluation. If you like what you hear, please take the time to rate us on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform. 